A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people, Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, and having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four, she never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. So I remember hearing a story about a U.S. Senator's trip to the Vatican to meet with Pope St. John Paul II. And I don't know what they had the opportunity to discuss, but as the story goes, as they were leaving the meeting, the two stepped out of the doorway and the Senator's family was waiting for him. As they said goodbye to one another, Pope St. John Paul II turned to him and said, You are a very important man. The Senator responded, Yes, I know, I have a lot of responsibility. And the Pope said, No. Then he pointed to his family and said, You are a very, very important man. Now today in the church, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. And it's fitting, obviously, to celebrate this feast on the heels of Christmas as we contemplate the scene of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It's a pretty humble scene and one that uh, by all accounts, seems pretty ordinary, unassuming, and certainly anything other than intimidating. Yet it's in the midst of a family that God first decides to manifest himself. He doesn't come onto the scene as he could have 
is a king or a prophet, but chooses to be just a little child in the midst of this family. And so the world and hell itself is confounded at this. They're baffled. Because if one were to survey Bethlehem right after the child was born, or to go about Nazareth as the child is growing, looking for the long-awaited Messiah, this God himself made man, you have to come to the conclusion that he has not arrived yet. The fallen angels can't see this because the scene of the Holy Family is too weak. I mean, why indeed would they be fearful of this scene? The world's confounded because to them the scene of the Holy Family is too ordinary. Here we just have the son of a carpenter whose mother's name is Mary. Yet in today's gospel, we have two witnesses that see the reality of what's going on, the power of God being manifest in this family. We have Simeon and Anna, who are righteous and devout, filled with the Holy Spirit. They see God in their midst, and so they give witness to this, stating that here they see the salvation of all peoples, a light for revelation, the glory of the people of Israel. They don't see with their own limited eyes, or those of the fallen angels, but they see with the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And so they see a true reflection of the triune God and his love. And it's us too who are called to enter into this reflection of the love of God in our own lives. And our vocation as maybe father and mother, or as grandparent, or as mentor, or coach, or simply friend. In our beings, we know and we actually understand the magnitude of this vocation. Even though we might not think about it, we are actually witnesses to it because we've all in our lives had countless senators and presidents and men and women of great power and authority, but yet, who in your life has had the greatest impact on you? It's likely your family, right? Your parents your teachers or pastors or coaches, those that had direct authority in a personal relationship with you. For better or worse, these are the ones that had an impact in your life, had a great role in forming who you are today. So much more than those who seem to wield power. So it's quite the lie and quite the contrary to think that it's a meaningless job to have to change another diaper or to sweep up the Cheerios again or to have to have a phone call with a friend or a Zoom session or just to grab a cup of coffee and have a meaningful conversation. But the fact is that the enemy would have us achieve many great things if it meant that we were neglectful of the most meaningful and impactful vocation that we have been given. Because it's that vocation that can truly change the world and change the course of human history, just as Abraham and his family attest to in today's first readings. That is the significance of the family. And so when you go out these doors after Mass, look to the courtyard and you see the Holy Family standing there.
This is what you are invited to participate in. And it might look just simple, maybe even meaningless or insignificant. But be assured, the very gates of hell tremble at that sight out there. So like the senator that Pope St. John Paul II spoke to, know that you are a very, very important person. If you participate in the love of the Holy Family, a reflection of the perfect love of God, just as in a few moments bread will be made the holy and true body and blood of Christ our Savior in the Eucharist, so too will we all be transformed from just a son, a mother, and father into a vehicle for salvation, into a light of revelation, and a glory to the kingdom of God.